this is Shika. Hi, this is Emily. And this is the Shika and Emily show. I'm recording this without pants on. I still haven't reached out to my cousin about an intro. <laughs> and that will be our intro until you do. <laughs> so this episode is part two of our Hobbies and Habits. Yep. Series. <laughs> so um, last week we talked about hobbies and a couple of different things that um, is suggested to go into your hobby and what it should kind of look like. But this week, we're going to be talking about habits. And now, on last week's episode, we learned that we don't really have hobbies. Um, but I am predicting that this week, Shika, you're going to win the habits count. <laughs> I just have a hunch. I should have written this thing down that I saw because I think it would have really resonated with you, Emily, and probably some other listeners about, oh, it was about routines. And there's this uh, speech pathologist that I follow on Instagram, and she um, does speech therapy with kids as her main job, but then she also has like a side gig a hobby that makes her money um and makes her happy (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it keeps her healthy I can't say that or not but um she has like a side gig and so it'll kind of keep her up kind of late and stuff but she's really good with habits of like face facial things and self uh, care and Mm -hmm. um, skin care that's what it is um so she's good with like that how habit but she was talking about how she doesn't really have like a morning routine Mm, um because lady yes she um has like she's a contract therapist so she um, will receive like a short-term contract um like a school or private therapy like doing like a, a maternity leave or something but she also does that independently so she's not like a part of like a contract company anyway basically like she kind of sets her own schedule and so she knows that like this is the time that my first client I'll see and so she kind of just like goes with the flow in the morning um so like sometimes she gets up and like checks her emails and then drinks coffee and then exercises and then sometimes like it's out of order like it doesn't have like a rhyme or reason to what she does but then you know when it's time for her to get started for work that's when she works um and then it works for her and so I know you struggle sometimes with like knowing or like not having your routine but sometimes not having a routine is the routine Mm, yeah. (laughs) yeah you know but like you do a couple of things and as long as you're you get things done, then it doesn't necessarily have to be like just in a certain order every day. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Cause I don't, it's hard to try to live your life where you're feeling like you're not, um, like you're missing out. Not that you're missing out. Or like doing it right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and frankly, like, thinking about it now if I did do the exact same thing in the exact same order every day I think I would feel like a robot 
Mm-hmm. And I don't want to feel like a robot. Yeah. And that's just not your personality. <laughs> Some people really thrive on that structure mm-hmm. and those habits. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And some people don't. And, <laughs> and, so, and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Something that I think about somewhat often is just the thought about, like, if everybody were the same, then we would be really boring Or, like, life would be really weird if everyone was the same. And so even you, even just hearing you say that now, like, the people with structure versus those of us who get the job done, but we just do it more organically, it makes the structured people more, like, in comparison, I feel like it makes the structured people look more structured and it makes us... Oh, what should I call myself? Freestyle. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Flexible. Just, yeah. Because people who are more structured and um, base their things off of like habits and routines, um, sometimes they panic when it's open season. <laughs> I don't True. know why yeah. use that term. Yeah. But, you know, um, and, you know, when you're looking at, when people are looking for, like, applicants for jobs and things of that nature, like, they want someone who can, you know, get the job done and be structured in some way, but they also want someone who can be flexible and adapt to change easily and, mm-hmm. you know, um, be able to throw their list out the window if something major came up and and be able to manage that confidently and effectively. And so, mm-hmm. you know, there's pros to being either one. If you can do both, that's better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been listening to this audiobook lately. It's called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. D-U-H-I-G-G. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I've listened to like the first quarter of it. And so far he's talked about this um, case where a man had essentially like a stroke type medical event. Um, I don't know if it was a stroke necessarily, but something like kind of major like that. Mm-hmm. And there was damage done to his brain and then like the type of like the location of the damage, et cetera, et cetera. Normally that type of injury would create lasting permanent um, memory loss for people. Mm-hmm. But what was the case with this gentleman was that his memory was intact, but he was but he had lost like the prior like. 15 or 20 years yeah and so he had all of the memories like up until a certain point mm-hmm. and so then they were running these experiments to figure out if he could develop new memories and at first they thought he could but what they eventually figured out was is that in the process of running these experiments in the background of his mind his his mind was developing habits to execute the experiment 
but his memory wasn't capturing the information. And so that's why like they thought they they thought they were like, oh yeah, he can make a memory, but he wasn't making memories at all. He was just developing habits. Interesting. It was a fascinating story. So if you're interested, look it up, but I can't give a recommendation on the whole book because I haven't finished. <laughs> so what would you say like your I guess like top habit is do you have a favorite habit that you have or maybe not favorite like a habit that you find the most beneficial to you so I do things like every day I guess but like I know you think that I would win the habit competition but I don't really think that I would um because I feel like there's lots of and maybe there's just something I and I can't I do it all the time so I don't really consider it a habit um but I'm trying to think of something that I consistently do every day that's like a habit that isn't a part of like my job um uh, making I guess a to-do list I make lots of to-do lists do I finish them all the time no but um, I do love a good to-do list um, I guess I, I do my laundry every Sunday, but now that I have more people in my household, I have to start earlier, but yeah. I'm trying to think of like, I don't floss every day. I need to drink more water. Um, I don't know. What about you? Mm, I exist. That's a habit. Um, yeah. Cause like, I don't, th- I don't really have one that I do every day. I mean, I eat, um, but that doesn't, I don't think that qualifies as a habit. And so, like, to you, what is the difference between, like, one habit and, like, a routine? So, is, like, a routine, like, a combination of habits? I think it is. Because whenever, like, whenever I think of you winning the habit, and it's not a contest, of course, but, like, if it were, you were going to win. Um, but, like, you make your bed every day. Oh, yeah, and that's true. See, th- these are things that don't. I guess I don't think about as Right, habits. like, you make your bed every day. You, like, wash your dishes every day. Um, stuff like that. And I certainly don't make the bed. And I don't do the dishes every day and yeah so but okay so for your question like a habit versus a routine I think I think a routine is just like a list of habits strung together Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about because okay so I just got a job recently um that's cool and that causes me to get out of bed at a time that I would not choose to get out of bed for myself. (laughs) And so I have developed what I consider a routine of like getting ready. And I do it very quickly because whenever I do wake up, I don't give myself time to like, not even just like hang out. Like I don't really give myself time to get ready for work like with a leisurely pace 
Yeah. Um, it's kind of, that's always been my MO, it seems. And it's something that I've, I've wanted to change. Um, but it comes down to like, whenever my alarm goes off, I have such a negative mindset about my ability to wake up and to like physically stand up that it causes me to like lay in bed for longer. (laughs) And then by the time that I am standing up, like I'm not in a bad mood so much anymore and I can like get it done. I can like get out the door, like basically at the very last possible minute. That has been my routine, but I think because I'm doing it consistently now, like I'm turning it into a habit. Hmm. So it's going to make it harder for me to like actually wake up earlier if I ever have the (laughs) shoot. But then like whenever I'm driving to work, I intentionally try to take like a different street to get there Mm. and I'm not saying like mix up my route completely like I still go like the same path but there's like one little street that I have a few different options to take a different street to get to the big street Mm. and so I try to go on different little streets every day gotcha number one because I don't want the neighbors to get used to me like zipping by (laughs) (laughs) that's funny so I get up about six o'clock every day and um most of the time I I get to work early to get some work done um but then like on Thursdays and Fridays um I try like on Thursdays I try to uh stay home a little bit later so I can see Logan in the morning because he does not wake up at six. Um, and one of those things, like, I don't have to get up that early. Like, I don't need to be at work until 820. Um, but our parking lot gets so busy with drop offs and stuff. So I have to get to work early to beat all of that. So I would need to get to work. I don't even really know exactly the time I would need to get to work to be able to actually park in our parking lot before it gets packed. Um, But I know that if I get there at 637, I don't have that problem. Um, And I'm also able to get some work done. But I would sometimes like to be able to fill that time with more, I guess, habits. Um, I don't know if that's more like mindfulness things, spending time in like prayer and thoughts, um, exercising. I try to exercise before work now, but that gets me up at like five and Mm. that's kind of hard for me. (laughs) Mm. I can wake up at six pretty easily with no problem, but that five o'clock hour and I think I just know I'm like, I could just sleep like I'm in a rush, which is the same thing at six. Like I don't Mm -hmm. have to get up at six. I just do. Um, And I'm kind of used to it. That's the time that Logan used to get up. Um, and so my body, kind of like how you were talking, my body is just used to being up that early now. Um, and so maybe I'll push to 530, but I don't know if that will work either. Um, well, cause then you're taken away from your, your sleep bank. That's true. That's true. 
And that's the thing, too, because, like, um, my sleep isn't very consistent. I mean, it's I, I go to bed around the same time. I guess that's another habit. Um, my phone, I don't know when I, like, activated this part of my phone, but it sets, like, a bedtime reminder, which is funny because nice. I don't really need it. Um, <laughs> but at 9, it'll be like, your bedtime is approaching. Um, your bedtime set for, like, 9.45. And it's funny because most of the time around like nine, I'm like getting into bed because it's bedtime. <laughs> so I typically go to bed before the allotted time. Um, but I guess it is a reminder of me like, hey, like get off of your phone now. Um, yeah. So I guess that's another routine that I do. But I get a lot of sleep. Um, I get decent sleep. I don't know how I got on that tangent. But anyway, so yeah, I think um, my bedtime and my rising times are pretty consistent. Um, mm -hmm. Even on the weekends, because <laughs> I'm used to it, and, and I still have to get up um, early-ish with Logan on the weekends, and so um, I need my sleep. One habit that I've always wanted to implement is flossing, and mm. I just like cannot get on that train and I have mm -hmm. floss at work. Um, I have floss here at home. I just bought like a ton of floss because I also use it uh, for speech therapy. Um, so like I have plenty of floss. <laughs> and <laughs> I use the floss picks because using like actual floss, I, I can never yeah. really like figure that one mm -hmm. out. And so floss picks are really easier for me. Um, so yeah, I've tried to do it like at home and then I was like, okay, if I keep them at work, like as soon as I get to work, I'll floss and I don't ever, I use it at work when I get stuff stuck in my teeth. That's pretty mm -hmm. much when I floss <laughs> and when the dental hygienist does it for me yeah. <laughs> twice a year. So kind of them. Yeah. Yeah. Flossing is one of those things that I would really like to be better at. And, okay, so I do brush my teeth every night. I brush my teeth, like, half of the time in the morning, like, I will admit. And, and that partly is due to the fact that I don't give myself a ton of time to leave the house in the morning. Um, whenever I don't have anywhere to go, like, I will certainly be brushing my teeth in the morning. Um, it's just, I guess it's funny to me that it's not something I prioritize in the morning. And I wonder if it's because it of the mask take thing. It doesn't that long. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But let me... Okay. I'm going to like... This is how crunched for time I am in the morning. While I use the bathroom, I'm also putting my shoes on. How much time do you give yourself to like... Seven minutes. You have a... Really? Mm-hmm. It's bad. It's a problem. Not even like 15. Not even 15. <laughs> not even 10. Seven. Okay. Yep. How much sleep do you get? Um, I usually go to bed by like, I'm usually asleep by like 11. And then my alarm, my alarm is set, set for 640. But then I wake up at like seven ten, 
Like, I get out of bed at 7.10, and then I have to leave the house at 7.20 to get to work at 7.30. I always am, and I I think we've probably had this conversation, like, a billion times, but I'm just so amazed at people who, like, set their alarms before they need to be awake. Like I my hate al- it. <laughs> my alarm goes off, like, when I need to get up, like, mm-hmm. and I don't even actually sleep with a, an alarm. Does that? Like, I just wake up at six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a couple of things. I've been thinking about, like, your magical abilities, just, like, know what time it is. I've been thinking about that a lot since you <laughs> mentioned that, and it baffles me, and I want that. I want that superpower. Um, I I agree with you about the alarm clock time thing, because... I think it's really ridiculous that I lay in bed for 25 minutes while my alarm is going off and I'm ignoring it. And I'm like, those 25 minutes are not restful, is not restful sleep in any way. Yeah. And that's like the the whole point. Because I'm like, do you, like, are you actually able to go back to sleep or get any rest or like, no. Well, I I do go back to sleep, um, but it just, each consecutive time that the alarm goes off, it, like, jostles me, and it just, it makes me more irritable is what it does. Mm -hmm. So I have thought about, I, there's, there's two, two things I wanted to try. Number one is setting the alarm for Okay, because currently it's 640, so setting the alarm for even, like, 645. Yeah. And then just, like, standing up. Like, not even fighting it, but just getting up. I've thought about doing that. And then I've also thought about, I mean, because even if it is set for 645, like, I would probably still have, like, a backup alarm for, like, 705. Just to make sure that I didn't, I don't know, ignore the first one. But basically, and I guess like my second idea is to just like ditch the backup alarm and just have one alarm and just like, not even like be an adult, but like be more respectful to myself because I would much rather just have the alarm go off at seven and possibly have slept nicely that full hour than doing what I'm doing because seven minutes is just not enough time to get ready I don't care who you are if you're me you're wrong (laughs) yeah because like I'll I'll be putting my shoes on while I'm sitting on the toilet I um I've been wearing my hair in braids and so like that's been nice because that's a hairstyle that you can sleep in and then mm-hmm. um f- with my hair it works that I can just like sometimes I'll have yeah sometimes I'll, I will have to rebraid it but if it's already braided it makes rebraiding it a little bit quicker mm-hmm. um but basically like I wake up I get dressed I put my stuff in my pockets I go to the bathroom with my shoes. I put my shoes on. Like, I've streamlined it to where I'm, like, making the most of every action. But at the same time, like, it's not... It's more relaxing to just, like, sit on the toilet. 
versus yeah. <laughs> having like having to do something in addition to that. Like I wanna I wanna respect myself enough that I can just like do each task. Now I doubt I'm going to be giving myself enough time to make the bed. <laughs> so I'm just gonna be honest with that. Like I do love going to bed and the bed is made. Like that's just that's luxury. What if you made the bed when you got home from work? That's a good idea. If I did that, if I had that practice, that would have prevented me from taking a nap today after work, which was a terrible idea. Yeah, because sometimes, like, Kelby um, will, you know, sleep in or whatever and not make the bed. So when I get home, I'll just make it. Mm. Um, and it, it's fine. You know, no one's there during the day. On that note, I looked up a, a more official definition of the difference between habits and routines. Okay. And it, this says, the main difference between habits and routines is how much aware and intentional you are. Both mm. habits and routines are regular and repeated actions, but habits happen with little or no conscious thought, whereas routines require a higher degree of intention and effort. Interesting. I probably would have said the opposite. Mm. Where routine just happens like naturally yeah versus a habit because <laughs> I feel like it may be because I feel like I and maybe it's just I just have the wrong use the wrong word and the wrong terminology um but like in my mind like setting a habit is much more deliberate and like intentional than just like doing my routine um yeah which then the habit becomes a part of eventually. But maybe I just have it using the wrong terminology. But Yeah. So I guess with this, um, with this definition, like, I'm thinking that, like, putting the cap back on the toothpaste is a habit. And then <laughs> actually brushing your teeth is a routine. Um. That is a habit my husband wishes that I could do. And I never uh, realized wait, it was what? a thing. You don't put your cap on your toothpaste? No, I don't. It's like one of those things that I just like. Wow. I, and I sh I've always like shared a bathroom with someone. Um, Like my brother growing up. We had different we, bathrooms. We but had the same bathroom. Oh, you're talking about your brother. No, my brother and I had different bathrooms. You and I had the same, like, toilet and shower room, oh, but our sinks were separate. That's right. You kept your toothpaste secret private. And, but then I also shared a, a bathroom with another college roommate that I lived with for two years. And then um, Kelby, Kelby's the only person that's ever mentioned it. And so, like, I don't know if it's, like, a recent, like, since we've been married thing um, or if I've been doing this for a long time or if, like, my other roommate just, like, didn't care. Because um, I think we share toothpaste. I don't see why we wouldn't. Um, and so, but, yeah, it's a thing that drives them nuts. <laughs> um, so I'm on Kelby's side. I try to be conscious of it, but I'm really, really bad about it. <laughs> That means it's a habit. It happens with little or no conscious thought. 
Yeah, I guess so. So I guess there's bad habits too. Mm-hmm. Or if, you know, quote unquote bad habits. Cause I don't. Right. <laughs> well, cause like, even, even though I'm like giving you crap, I, I've, I can see, I can see maybe like the intention behind it or I can see the, I mean, cause like taking the cap off and then putting it back on, like, like, okay. Like the toothpaste is in there. What am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say is, have you ever seen The Pursuit of Happiness starring Will Smith? No. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm not spoiling anything, but I'm going to say this because I think about it very often. So, he is, he works at like a calling center type place. Um, I, I think it's more specific than that, but he has to call people and he has a list of people and there's there's a thing about like time efficiency that he talks about and how he discovered that um he wastes a certain amount of seconds every day by putting the (laughs) receiver of the phone like back onto the holder between Mm -hmm. calls and again this like the story is set maybe in like the 70s or 80s, something like that. And so, like, old-school landline phone situation. Um, and so, he got into the habit, or maybe it's the routine, of just, like, holding the phone by his ear and then just using his hand to, to push the cancel. button down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, he was able to go through his list of calls quicker than his colleagues. And that thinking is what I relate back to your toothpaste tube crisis it's not a crisis it's not a crisis (laughs) but (laughs) but yes it does take extra time and effort to put that little tube on and off Uh, especially Mm -hmm. in such a short amount of time where you brush Mm -hmm. your teeth um but Kobe just doesn't like the like the toothpaste hardening over the because I'm kind of I'm sloppy when it comes to brushing my teeth um it's not a pretty sight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I do have the extra time in the morning to do that. It's not where I have a seven minute routine and I'm trying to cut back on what I can uh-huh. do. <laughs> but if I did brush my teeth in the morning, that is something I could implement to help me. <laughs> um, yes, I think another another habit or routine or um I would like to start is more of kind of like skincare as I'm getting mm-hmm. older mm-hmm. I don't need like a 10-step regimen or anything like that mm-hmm. but maybe just like using a cleanser to wash my face um mm-hmm. <laughs> I um so when I get a new towel, I will like wash my face with cleanser, but then after I've used the towel, I won't, because um, I like use the towel to wipe it off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have like wipes, like uh, cleansing face wipes. Um, mm-hmm. Some people use them to remove makeup, but I don't wear makeup, so um, I just use it to kind of like scrub my face. But that's not like a really like good deep clean it's kind of like a superficial like just get yeah you know uh the drool off of my face kind (laughs) of thing 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like put on some like SPF facial moisturizer. And that's basically my routine. Mm-hmm. Um, now, every now and then I'll slap on a face mask if I have extra time in the evening. Um, mm-hmm. But that's not consistent either. But yeah, especially with like mask um, and just getting older, I probably should take a little bit more steps. Maybe mm-hmm. just washing my face daily <laughs> would probably be a good start. Yeah. Yeah, I'm there with you. I I've thought about implementing some sort of like skincare routine into my life. It would certainly be a nighttime routine. And the thought of it is nice. And I I bought some I bought some of those wipes that you're talking about and I used them for a while and then for whatever reason I just like stopped using them. And so I have two packages. One I haven't opened yet, so they're probably fine. But then the other package is like probably dried out now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would be a good thing. And on occasion, like after I get out of the shower, I'll put lotion on my face. And that feels nice. But I do need to give some time and attention to some of, <laughs> some of my other skin. Um, the rest of my skin. Like, my shoulders and, like, collarbone and stuff. Oh, yeah. I put lotion on after every shower. I need Mm. to do it on days that I don't shower as well. Um, Mm -hmm. But I do like to lotion up. I have, But that's been a routine or a habit since I was a kid. It's kind of one of those things where it's, like, if you have dark skin you kind of need to because you your skin shows when it's dry mm. called being ashy for those who don't know <laughs> <laughs> um that's funny that you bring that up like childhood developed routines um i was talking to a coworker about this today the fact that my proclivity to wake up at the very last possible minute stems back to kindergarten my um, kindergarten school was directly across the street from my house, so I didn't have to rely on anybody else but myself to get there. No bus, no, like, my, my mom didn't have to drive me, and the walk wasn't long at all. Like, it was just walk across the street. And so because of that, I had, like, no urgency to get ready and I was a kindergartner, so I wasn't putting on makeup or anything like that. Um, and then I would just like scoot across the street. So I've I've been I can't think of the right word. This routine has developed. It, it's like a deep seated routine. Yeah, it's like twenty plus years. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. It's time time for something new. I need to, I need to, I don't want to say like I need to try harder because it's not that I haven't tried. Like this is something I've been like, it, it has bummed me out for a long time, but I need to, I need to like change my mindset on it or something. I need to find the secret sauce to at least tweak it a little bit because I don't want to be. I don't know. I'm just kind of sick of it, I guess. Yeah. 
You know, it's funny. So when I was in high school, um, I've always like there's been times where I've lived close enough where I could walk, but it wasn't like a hop and I was there. It was still like a 10 or 15 minute walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and so most of the time that would happen like after school, my mom would drop me off. But so like I've always had to rely on someone else to get to places. Um, but when I was in until high school, when I was in high school, I would like wake up and I would watch like the morning local news and then it would go into like good morning america and mm-hmm. then i could watch like the first segment of that and i had to like actually start getting like ready to like leave oh, um wow. or to like eat breakfast <laughs> really mm-hmm. um and so that's really it's really interesting because i don't even remember like i mean i think i had like a good like 30 at least 30 minutes um to watch part of the news um before I started getting ready and um then eating breakfast and like all of that stuff and I remember being like when I was rolling for classes for college and the first class was like at 8 a.m and I was like oh that's like easy or like 9 a.m I was like oh that's so easy and then I actually like got to college and even though like at this point, like, I had a car and I drove myself, like, senior year. And so I, I was having these, like, thoughts my senior year of high school. Um, I, um, once I got to college, that all went out the window. And I don't really know, like, why. Um, and I've gotten better since college. But I was kind of like, all right, it's time to go. And then I can get ready later um, after mm-hmm. class. Um, so I don't know. It's just, like, the switch to, like more independence and adulthood I don't really know yeah but yeah I've I've gone through different stages of of that where I only gave my I've never given myself seven minutes um but I I did (laughs) I did give my I think there was one point where I could get ready in like 15 or 20 minutes um that's including like making my lunch and taking it with me um so so i did like but i never had to put on my shoes while using the restroom um Mm -hmm. but so you beat (laughs) me there but um yeah it's it's hard creating routines and habits and sticking with them um kind of like what you're saying like it's not that you didn't try hard but maybe just finding that like right motivation um and changing Mm -hmm. your mindset um is important um and then like prioritizing that because sometimes I you know I when it comes to like sleeping more or working out to me sleeping more is going to have more of an impact on my day than a 30 minute workout but once I actually do the workout, it kind of like energizes me and all of that good stuff. And I end up having a better day most of the time. And Mm -hmm. so maybe like remembering my mood, like after getting out of like past the hump, like, Oh, I want to sleep more. I'm still tired. Um, and maybe instead of like focusing on like that current, like mindset, like thought, and mood thinking about how much I'll feel better after I get my workout done. Um, mm-hmm. and that I'm like achieving a goal that I have. Um, I don't know. 
Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I would, something that I've, I've just kind of like, I guess like dreamt about since I was a kid. Like I always think it would be so luxurious to wake up, to read the newspaper, to eat some breakfast, and to like leisurely start my day. And when I have had the opportunity to do that, I'm like, I'm not like hopping out of bed. Like I'll, I'll be in bed until like nine or 10 and then I'll like leisurely wake up and then I'll make breakfast. And, but then like my morning is gone because by the time I'm done with breakfast, it's like noon already. Mm. Um, but it would, it would be cool to like, I, I would really appreciate some sort of like physical routine, some sort of exercise and, yeah, like you mentioned, it's it's kind of hard to get myself motivated to do that. Um, like, so much so that, like, I don't even think about it on a daily basis. Like, I don't even have the conversation with myself because I just assume, like, okay, I'm not going to do this. Um, but then the whole thing of, like, you know, if I had been doing that, like, this whole time or, you know, for a certain amount of time or whatever, um, I would be able to see the results of it physically but then I would also be able to like be confident with like the emotional results of it like even if I couldn't see it yet like I would have confidence that I was feeling better mentally and that sort of thing Mm -hmm. there was a time a few months ago it was maybe back in like the fall um a friend and I we did this thing where we did like the same um yoga flow I don't know what it's called it has a has a very specific yoga word for it um but we did the same one and the intention was to do it like every day for 30 days or something like that and I stuck with it for a long time I didn't make the full 30 days I think I probably did like 20 or so um but what what ended up happening is even though I was doing it every day, I was making it the very last thing that I did before going to sleep. Mm. And so I wasn't really getting, like, the right benefits of it. Like, I was checking the box and saying, like, okay, yeah, I did it again. But I wasn't doing it early enough in the day that I was being able to like use the energy that I stirred up and that sort of thing. Yeah. Which makes me think about like making the bed after coming home from work. If, if, and when I don't make it, you know, in the morning, because like whenever I get home from work, like I still have energy. Like, of course I'm tired and like for day, today for instance like I just gave in and just crawled in bed and then I I knew I was gonna take a nap so I set a like a timer so that hopefully I wouldn't nap for too long but then turns out like I I just ignored the timer (laughs) um but I usually don't like I don't do that all the time so like I'm not gonna beat myself up about it um but in that moment of like coming home, like I did kind of have a conversation with myself of like, do you really want to take a nap or would it be better if like 
I've worked on like this project that I need to finish and I had made the decision that doing the project was probably going to feel better in the long run because I would have had it done but then like napping would have just made me feel better in the moment but instead like I chose napping and I was right like it did make me feel better in the moment but then now I'm like oh dang this project still needs to be done I wonder when I'm gonna do it because now you know so I guess like what I'm trying to say like it kind of boils down to the that um that phrase like shoot what is it like work before play what is that what is that phrase yeah something like that I think I don't know. I feel like it's more. I guess that's just what it is. Work. Work before play. Um, but I just want to play. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think everybody just wants to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think another thing. So, like, um, like, having, like, like, a reward system in place sometimes works. So whenever I start seeing some of my little friends for therapy and they're not used to um, a routine um, because they've never been in therapy or school or anything like that before, we kind of have to teach them a reward system. Like we work first and then we get to play. And so depending on you know, who they are and their attention span and different things of that nature. We, you know, sometimes it's like a one-to-one reinforcement. So you say your speech sound one time or you do this activity one time and then I give you a turn on a toy or I give you like a Cheerio or like something like that. And then you build up that like tolerance. And so, oh, you do two turns and then I'll give you the and then you just up until they're in a routine to where they can do longer stretches for different things like that and I think a lot of the times like adults um and people trying to get into habits they don't they don't do that they try to be like intrinsically motivated and so that's Mm -hmm. just like and have like the internal motivation to do something but like if it were that easy, we probably would have already been doing it. And so, like, sometimes people do, like, sticker charts or um, – which seem, like, really, like, juvenile. But, like, that's really motivating. Like, yeah. oh, you have these cute stickers. And if I do this activity, I put a sticker on my calendar. And then I can, like, physically see how many times I've done this thing. I, I done it all week. I have all – I have seven stickers on my calendar like that's dope (laughs) Mm -hmm. I did this versus like even though like you know like oh this is my seventh day of doing it but just having that affirmation um like every time you walk past your calendar like you see it you know that you completed your habit for the day or um you know um I know a lady who at the beginning of the year wanted to I don't know where her habit or routine that she was trying to do but she had a coloring sheet and so it Mm -hmm. had um every day was a part of the coloring sheet and she got to color it and then they made a cool picture at the end of each month um and so she had that for all 12 months and so 
just doing things like that too. If you know that there's something that you really want to start implementing and it's been really tough for you, maybe try and have some type of reward system because eventually like hopefully it would become into a habit where you don't have to really think about it. But um, sometimes you have to like really put in that extra work to in, in additional motivation because like, you know, you do yoga and you have all of these super cool um, rewards that happen naturally, but sometimes <laughs> um, you don't get to benefit from that. And so then mm-hmm. it's kind of like, why am I doing this? I'd rather just go to sleep, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know? And so, you know, that might be another a tip that some people can do. Yeah, that's a good point. It reminds me of a friend of ours who in college, she had like a lot of reading to do at one point. She didn't want to do it. So she did the classic like lay out an M&M or some other like small piece of candy on each paragraph. And each time she finished a paragraph, she could eat her next piece of candy. Mm-hmm. That's just like such a classic hack. Yep. So cool. Also setting like short time frames and set instead of being like I'm doing this for the whole year like that can be so daunting um and like that's kind of how we set our goals for therapy who knew that my job was gonna be mentioned so many times during this episode (laughs) um but it's really um discouraging if you set a goal for like a whole year or the and then infinite amount of time and you're not really seeing a lot of progress with it um and so setting small goals um can kind of help you build up that like endurance to go the distance with your goal um so Mm -hmm. saying like I'm gonna do this um kind of like taking one step at a time I'm gonna do this for you know today and tomorrow or I'm gonna do this for a week and kind of see how it is and then you do it for a week and then you can reassess. Okay. I did really well with that. I think these are the reasons why, or actually like, I don't really feel like I need to get up at five o'clock to work out. Like I can get up at five 30 and then make it, um, and it'll just be the same or just like whatever tweaks you need to do. And then I'm going to mm-hmm. try that for, you know, two weeks and then kind of see how that goes. Um, yeah. Yeah, and even as you're saying that, I'm thinking about, oh, well, maybe next week I will set a goal to try to be early for work, and I'm realistically telling myself that even planning for, like, the whole week to be early seems like like I'm, I'm losing before I'm even starting, so... That makes me want to say, okay, well, what if my goal is to be early two days of next week? Mm-hmm. And, and like, that seems doable. And then I imagine that on the days that I am early, like, I'll feel good about it. On the days that I'm not early, like, I won't have to... I mean, I shouldn't have to, but, like, I won't have to, like, beat myself up about it because my goal is only two days. Mm -hmm. And, but then the hope would be that the, like, the good feeling of the two days that I was early 
would rub off on me and then I would be like oh well what if I like what if this last day like I also try to make it early and then it, it just reminds me of the way people summit mountains especially like Mount Everest where they have like the base camps and each day they hike to a certain altitude but they don't immediately um create a new camp there they go back down the mountain a certain way and camp back there because that is like they have to acclimate their body to the new altitude Mm. and so they're not like they're not going a certain distance and then staying there and then going the next distance the next time like they're just like it's a process of going like back and forth up and down to where at some point one afternoon like they can summit the mountain but then they have to come back down to their camp and Mm -hmm. so and like that's Everest like that's on like people's like legit bucket lists yeah so it's kind of related and kind of not um are you the type of person that like when you're a child and you got homework over the weekend are you the type of person that would do it like Friday night or would you do it on like Sunday night like right before bed or like Monday morning before you were going to school so I actually have a really funny story about this so um fourth grade ish approximately um me and my two sisters who are older than me we were part of this like after school care program and it was held at the school and we were there for like an hour or two until our mom came to pick us up and the way that the program was structured if kids didn't have homework they would play the group sport game so they would play like dodgeball or kickball or whatever it was the people who had homework had to go up into the um, the balcony and do their homework. And whenever they were done, they could join the sports game. Mm. I My sisters had homework, so they would be up there doing it. I, at this, like, I was n- never assigned homework. Like, I did not have homework until high school. Well, okay. we'll say, like, middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, and... But I didn't want to play kickball. I didn't want to play <laughs> dodgeball. So what I did was I said I had homework and I sat up in the balcony with the homework kids and I just looked at like an empty notebook or <laughs> uh, like I didn't even have like a library book with me. Like I wasn't a library kid. I didn't you couldn't check ask out your libra- mom for like assignments or your teacher for like extra things to do the thought (laughs) didn't even occur to me I just I would have I rather I guess I'd like I was I was fine with just kind of sitting there and looking busy (laughs) and then I also like didn't even give myself something to do like it's not that I even like wrote a fun story or like doodled or anything like that like uh, most often like I would just sit there like looking at like an empty notebook or you couldn't even like tell them that you didn't want to (laughs) play yeah couldn't even do that yeah so I just pretended that I have homework and then um 
by the time that like most of the people who genuinely had homework were done and then like I couldn't be just like sitting up there by myself (laughs) so then I would like come downstairs but then at that point like the group sports were typically over and then it was snack time so I was like "Mm -hmm." so I developed that routine Um, but then whenever I started getting assigned homework in middle school well, I don't even know if I did have homework in middle school, truthfully. Like, I really don't think it was until, like, sophomore year of high school that I had homework. Hmm. And, um, no, I would not do it immediately. And But at the time, I would remember this about me in fourth grade. I'm like, but I, I was wanting homework to do, and I was willing to do it right then. Why can't I do it now? Yeah. And so... But that's because you were trying to get out of something, not because you, like, wanted to do homework. Yeah, maybe that's true. We always were, again, this is something from childhood. Um, We had to, like, as soon as we got home, we did our homework. Um, And then sometimes we could have a snack beforehand if we were hungry. But we couldn't, like, go out and play until we had our homework done. But on the weekends, and maybe we didn't have this option but i think we had the option but on the weekends like we had the option of doing our homework like friday or like sunday um but i always wanted to get it done i didn't like having it hanging over my head um mm-hmm. and it's something that's still i still deal with and so um I get, I I don't know, like, I don't like saying that I get anxiety about something because I know that people, like, truly have, like, anxiety disorders, Um, but, like, I do get anxious um, feeling when I know that I have something, like, hanging over my head um, that I need to do, and so, like, I'm a part of, like, a workout challenge right now, so we work Mm. out three times a week, Um, but the week starts on Monday, and for me, probably better if the weekend, if the weeks are like on like Friday or Saturday, because I would be more motivated to just work out like Saturday, Sunday, Monday versus mm-hmm. um, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, which I don't really ever get to work out three days in a row like that at the beginning of the week. Um, but it it kind of like just like hangs over me like a rain cloud until I get it done. But kind of like how you're talking about with your going to work early, when I do get the workouts done earlier in the week, like Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I'm more motivated to complete more workouts later in the week for like extra mm-hmm. versus doing them and later in the week just to like catch up, yeah. um, so to speak. Because um, then it becomes more of like a, gotta knock this off of my checklist Mm -hmm. um because it's been hanging over me versus Mm -hmm. like oh I'm gonna do it now like I have I don't know it seems like more like freedom to do it at the beginning of the week because it's not like oh I gotta get this done Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know if that's a thing that anyone else has to deal with with that like anxiety if they Mm -hmm. don't get things done um like right away (laughs) or that's just like a something that I just need to figure out (laughs) 
No, I think I think it's a not quite like a universal problem, but I think it is like a thing that a substantial amount of people deal with. I mean, because I know with me, whenever I have like commissions and stuff, in theory, like I want to get started on it right away and get it finished and get it um, like submitted early. And what seems to happen more often is I will, for one reason or another, not be able to to start on it as soon as I would like. And so each day that passes that I'm like not doing it early, I start to, yeah, like that anxiety like starts building and then I have a sense of dread about oh no am I gonna have enough time to do this Mm -hmm. that sort of thing and then whenever I do get it done and like submitted on time like I'm very relieved that it's off of my plate and then I just wonder like hmm I wonder how I wonder how much better I would feel if I had this feeling sooner Mm -hmm. and that's and and that's just like the whole thing about procrastination in general about like choosing to put something off thinking it's going to be I mean the payoff is mm, in the moment it seems like the not the right thing to do but it seems like the more enjoyable thing to do because you know like oh, I'm already watching Netflix and, like, I could, I'll just keep doing this. Or even, like, today, like, I chose to take a nap versus finishing my project. Like, I could have been done with it already and now I'm not. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's an anecdote that I heard about Frank Lloyd Wright. I'm all about the anecdotes today. Um, something about, so he's, he's the famous architect and, um, did you ever listen to Ragtime? No. Okay. Um, anyway, Frank Lloyd Wright. So, he... This anecdote that I heard was something about the fact of, like, he would have, like, a blueprint due on a house, and he wouldn't tell anyone at all, like, what his idea was for it. Um, and, like, the contractors or the homeowners or whoever it was like they would be getting like really nervous and anxious that he wasn't communicating with them and he like he would tell nobody about like what he was planning on doing and then the day that the stuff was due he would just like sit down and like sketch out this what some people consider a masterpiece Mm. And then the thought is like, oh, he's such a genius that he was just like solving all the problems in his head and then waiting until the final moment to write it all down versus spending time making a bunch of drafts about it and solving the problem out on paper. And like on the one hand, it's hard to speculate about what a person is thinking whenever this person is like no longer with us, that sort of thing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think there's any, like, written proof that, like, of him saying that's what his process was meant to be. Um, but it 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 is kind of interesting to me because, like, 
on the one hand, that is something that I do like, um, like with sewing and like developing patterns and that sort of thing. Like there is a certain amount of like mental brainstorming that has to go on to think about like how you're going to put it together or whatnot. Um, but then at a certain point, like I have to actually start doing it to see if the idea is going to work. And if I wait too long, like I will run out of time. Um, and like a house requires a lot more structure and engineering than a piece of clothing does. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying I'm Frank Lloyd, right? I'm certainly not. Um, but it's an interesting thing. And I, I wonder if, I wonder if he had anxiety about how he worked. Like, I wonder if he got a little sweaty on that last day whenever he needed to, like, have something on paper. Maybe, or maybe he just made it part of his process. Like, mm-hmm. I know, because sometimes that, maybe this is just an excuse for procrastination, but, like, sometimes I would just say my, tell myself, like, I know, oh, this was in grad school, I know that if I try to study a week out before a test that I'm going to spend my time doing nothing. Like Mm -hmm. I will be sitting in front of my computer and I will be playing on my phone and I'll be staring at my notes for five minutes and then I'll get distracted with something else and I'll get back to it and it'll really just be a waste of my time (laughs) Mm -hmm. until, you know, a day or two before it's crunch time and that's when I can really and honestly like a day before um Mm -hmm. and I would sit down and I would study what I needed to study and figure it out um thankfully I had friends who shared study guides so I didn't have to waste (laughs) time with that (laughs) um I have some really great friends who got me through grad school um but like once I accepted that part of myself, because I was like, I could just be being productive in other ways or like spending time with like my husband um, versus like sitting in a room by myself pretending to study. Um, yeah. And so like once I accepted that, I mean that I still kind of had that anxiety because like I saw other people studying and that's what they were talking about. And I'm like, oh, I really probably should. But I'm like, no, like. I know that this is the best way for me to get work done um, yeah. in this capacity. And so um, once I accepted that part about myself, I was able to better cope with it. But I guess it just depends on like what it is. Cause like to-do lists and things like projects um, and things I'm not that way with. And I haven't accepted that part <laughs> of myself. Um mm-hmm. But so maybe he just like was like, this is my process. And because other people knew it wasn't like they're like, hey, like bothering him all the time. Like, when are you going to get? I mean, I'm sure they probably did. But like once they figured out like that was his process and that's how he's going to do it. I bet he just Mm -hmm. kind of embraced it. Yeah. And and he had like a proven record of success, too, Mm -hmm. which I think would be beneficial to allow like the people around him to also accept that about him because like you mentioned I'm, I'm sure at first people would probably be a little more vocal about it and would be outwardly nervous possibly about 
like the lack of things on paper but then like once they see the stuff that he's creating and then then it's kind of like not that it excuses it but okay it's not that it even needs to be excused though it's just more of like they have like a full picture of what that yeah what that process looks like and so they just have to they're like okay yeah that's what it is acceptance Mm -hmm. is i think a big key to all of this habits routines etc is what acceptance Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah well that's a good point to stop (laughs) (laughs) well next week will be part three just kidding (laughs) part three an interview with all of sheikah's past roommates about the toothpaste tube <laughs> that would be actually really funny but we're not going to do that because that that requires a lot of like oh organization and like people gathering and yeah some I'd other be interested. i'd be interested in, in asking my brother if if that's what he does yeah what would be funny is if he developed the habit because of, of me <laughs> Or vice versa, did you develop the habit because of him? Maybe. Or maybe it's both. Maybe we both thought that the other person would put the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the cap on. Your teeth at the same time. <laughs> Someone unscrewed the cap, used it, handed it to the other person. And then because the first person had the cap, the second person just didn't screw it back on. But then you both left the bathroom thinking the other person would do it. This is very interesting. Mm-hmm. And you know what's also interesting? Like, Kelby doesn't put the two, like, the cap on. But he says it's because of the, like, leftover toothpaste that's mm. on there. Yeah. But, like, the cap's not on the toothpaste. <laughs> and I leave the house first. <laughs> uh, okay, so it's very plausible that either you or your... Br- or your brother like gave this habit to the other person because mm-hmm. you're essentially giving the habit to Kelby. I do see yeah. Kelby's point, like, because it makes me think of, um, like condiments and putting the caps back on them, like salad dressings, mayonnaise, that sort of thing. If there mm-hmm. is any sort of residue on the outer edge of the screw cap or whatever, like, that just, mm, it's not. <laughs> Mm, but do you know like what's it. funny? What? Just and so and I'll and I'll end it on this. So we grew up putting like you know the travel toothpaste, uh, not toothpaste, travel toothbrush holders, like the little thing that goes over the brushes, the bristles. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We use those, and so like I always put that back on my toothbrush. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, so the next episode, we're going to psychoanalyze Sheikah and get to the bottom of this. Maybe it's because your toothpaste can get crusty, but your toothbrush can't. Or your toothbrush gets crusty in a different, less pleasant kind of way. Yeah, I'm I'm sticking the toothbrush in my mouth. With the crusty toothpaste that you're also not protecting. But the toothpaste is like in the tube. Except the part that's like, except the part that ex- that's exposed to the elements, like that's going to be the first part that goes on your. But brush. that part is like hardened and doesn't actually get on my toothbrush. 
toothbrush. Do you what do you do with it? Do you take it off and put it in the trash? I know it just like stays on, and then sometimes when I feel like it, I wipe it off. <laughs> I can imagine your face right now. <laughs> I am making a face. Okay, well, that's been the Sheik and Emily show. <laughs> Till next time. Maybe there won't be a next time because we <laughs> might have lost all of our followers. <laughs> Just kidding. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate you. And yeah. if you like this episode, give us five stars and tell us what you do with your toothpaste. Do you put the cap on? Do you put the cap off? Do you agree with Sheikah? You probably shouldn't. <laughs> You can agree with her, but just in other ways. Okay. You're welcome. Bye. Bye.